the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with uh, two community leaders that I have had the joy of working with. One just uh, recently this year, Nathan, but uh, Mickey, I've been working with, with for many years. And I'm so grateful to both of them for being on the show. Let me tell you a little bit about Mickey. So Mickey Bellin is a consultant for Micology, um, a boutique consultancy promoting rich collaboration between education, nonprofit, and industry leaders through innovative outreach strategies, professional uh, development training, and community engagement events. She provides tools, uh, her organization provides tools and practices to heighten cultural awareness an open career pathway for women, veterans, and underrepresented communities. Mickey has worked in a, a variety of companies, including uh, Franklin Covey, uh, Trinet, Insperity, and Telosa, uh, to name a few, and um, has just a wide breadth of experience. Um, and, and one thing that has really been uh, relevant to Love Never Fails in the last couple of years is we've taken on IT, uh, our IT Academy, IT Biz, is that she launched the Silicon Valley Executive Roundtable last year. And um, and that has really provided a platform for executives to come together and share best practices. And then um, and she also co-founded a contemporary Asian theater scene, Cats uh, Company, um, that has an artistic flair, which we're going to talk about. And we think that that's really uh, pertinent. We talk about traumatized victims when we talk about serving diverse community members. Arts always seems to come up right as a modality that really is um, helpful when you're dealing when, when you've experienced a ton of trauma. So Mickey is with us. And then we also have uh, Nathan Chung, who is a senior cloud security consultant and uh, diversity and inclusion advocate with 20 years of experience in cloud security, security architecture, data protection, incident response, regulatory compliance. Uh, across many different verticals and industries, including pharmaceutical, government, retail, oil, gas, software, healthcare, financial, semiconductor, satellite, and manufacturing. Woo! Um, Nathan is dedicated as well to diversity and inclusion, and I, I love that that cross connect. He was recently awarded the Male Ally of the Year Award. Wow. And he is also the co-founder of WISIS Colorado and serves on multiple boards, including Ignite Worldwide, Spark Mindset, WISIS Colorado again, um, and multiple organizations, including Cyber XR Coalition and um, Cybersecurity Women of the Year Awards, Telecares, and the State of California Governor's Cybersecurity Task Force 
Workforce Development and Education Task Force. So lots of experience in the in the corporate world as well, um, where he has taken a role as a security engineer or security analyst at places like Charter Communications, Sephora, Ross, Gymboree, Lockheed Martin, um, and the governor's office in the state of Hawaii. Well, you have just had a tough life, Nathan, I have to say. Um, <laughs> so the two, we are just blessed to have you guys both on the show um, to share not only your expertise and insight around um, professional development for the, the people that we serve and technical, becoming a technical expert in this industry, but an understanding of how someone who is a diverse candidate uh, might experience these industries and might experience the world as they're learning how to live in a sustainable way and really operate in a way that provides them and their family legacy and safety. And so thank you for being on the show, uh, Mickey and Nathan. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Vanessa. This has been a pleasure. Um, I, yep, thank you. I, I absolutely love you. Know, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of jumping in and apologize, Nathan. Um, but no, Vanessa, <laughs> you're an amazing, incredible leader. You've been doing um, the work that most people would be afraid to do or not um, not daring enough to do so. And, and I love um, love never fails. So um, this has been an this is an absolute pleasure. So I want to say thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, Mickey. And thank you, Nathan, for being on the show. Yes. So I want to start, um, maybe I'll start with you, Nathan, and I'll come to you, Mickey, and just kind of, I'd love to hear um, at a high level, you know, what is your why, Nathan? I mean, you are the male ally of the year. Why is that? What, you know, what, what made you uh, want to stand up and say, we need to care more about the plight of the woman especially in this area of cybersecurity? Sure. Uh, long, there's a long answer, a short answer, but the short answer, I've worked in IT for such a long time that I've seen a lot of the things that women complain about and the systematic uh, discrimination and like the low pay, like everything that women complain about, I've seen it. Mm. And also, also, in my view... Like the women we work with, they are our daughters, they are our wives, they are our cousins, they are our mothers, our grandmothers, and most importantly, they are the future leaders of tomorrow. So we have to help them. Mm. And you have, I believe you have a daughter. Is that right, Nathan? No, no, I have a son. Son. Okay. So I knew you had a child because a few times we've been on a call and you're like, I, I got to go do homework. Yep. <laughs> I, go, I got to do, I got to do homework. So, yep. you know, you're a dad and, you know, and, and I know the other thing is like when I had my son, I, I had a son first and then daughter second, it's just very humbling. And you begin, you know, when you see the um, vulnerability of a child, it just exactly. makes you, you know, uh, it, it, it brings a certain sensitivity to you, I think, um, that uh, makes you see people in a whole new way. And so, um, you know, you've, from what I've seen, you've been a very attentive dad to your son and you're the ally for women because you've been a witness to the challenges that have been experienced. So, wow, uh, kudos to you. Um, and how about you, Mickey? What's your why? Um, you know, I think it's been, well, if I went back and, and early on in my career, uh, the catalyst for everything that I have done um, began with contemporary Asian theater scene. And uh, really, at the time, I was in my 20s, and I felt that the voice of the Asian American um, was missing. And that we needed a platform or a stage that would allow for our voice to represent Asians and Asian Americans as a diverse population. Um, also, I felt that it was part of this multicultural like community. And knowing that each of our communities were so isolated or siloed, that we needed something that brought us together with this hyphen American um, that we could come together and we all had that same um, voice of this feeling of oppression and maybe if it wasn't as blatant um, and I see that coming back like today you know I look at my career and go 
backwards in time and feel that we really we've made great progress, but we haven't uh, really resolved the situation. So um, really, it was about cats. It was about our voice, and I felt that the most effective way was through entertainment and through the arts. And what I've learned in my life is, and my experience is really that you go back to the arts and that is a universal language because it talks Mm. about the human condition. And there's so many ways that you can show someone's story or share an experience through the arts. And it also enables people to heal. Um, So I feel that it all kind of started with the arts And that's kind of been weaved throughout my career, whether it be in HR, technology, Silicon Valley, um, but, you know, more in more contemporary or more recently, we've been focused on cybersecurity, workforce development, education, um, diversity and inclusion. Uh, But again, those issues that we've been facing really goes back to this desire for each of us to feel represented and to feel that we can have that courage or confidence to step forward. Um, I know that with Asian Americans, um, I this whole Chinese Exclusion Act was really what triggered me. And I feel that that was a legal wall that allowed people to discriminate against a population. And it, it continues to show up in different mm-hmm. forms. Um, but anyways, I can go on and on and on about that. But yeah, basically my why has always been about just each of us to have that opportunity to be treated fairly and equally and given the chance to be an American uh, in our community. All right. Well, that is awesome. So uh, just a whole lot there in terms of uh, the arts uh, being a vehicle for communicating uh, that we are all um, people that um, deserve to be uh, to live with dignity and to have a voice. I, I, that's what I heard. And, and thank you again. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And and I want to talk, um, with, you know, with with both of you about this uh, grant that we just responded to, which unfortunately we didn't get. And we want to sh- just give a shout out to everyone who gave us uh, letters of uh, support and just supported us along the way. But we're going to talk a little bit about that and what our passion is around that um, and kind of how that folds into some of the other work that each of you are doing. So uh, when we come back, we'll hear more from Mickey and Nathan. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Mickey Bellin and Nathan Chung. And we are talking about a variety of topics ranging from the use of arts um, to connect different groups as a bridge, if you will. We're talking about diversity and inclusion. We're talking about... um, uh, you know, entrance into the IT world, specifically cybersecurity and how one might navigate that and some of the challenges that women in particular are experiencing when trying to enter in. 
Uh, one uh, statistic that was very alarming that came up as we were writing our, our grant. So um, for the listening audience, we actually re, um, worked together recently on a federal grant that was slated for women um, to um, enter into paid apprenticeships in the IT world. And uh, well, paid apprenticeships, not necessarily into the IT world. And the way that we wrote our grant was to provide entree to the IT world. And, um, you know, I got to say, I thought that we were, I thought we were really tight in our proposal. Um, We did it in partnership with um, Ignite Worldwide, which is an amazing Bay Area organization that provides um, care and support groups and exposure, STEM exposure, exposure rather for to vulnerable girls uh, throughout the Bay Area. They're in 16 different schools, um, school districts throughout the Bay Area. Just an amazing organization. And we had pipelines from our high school girls. And then we had pipelines from domestic violence and human trafficking shelters throughout the Bay Area that we were going to funnel into an apprenticeship program for women and produce 100 uh, paid apprenticeships, apprentices um, with, that are women in our community from these two kind of populations. So we, we you know, we thought we did pretty well. Um, um, we did, you know, obviously we did not get the grant and that was very disappointing for us. Um, and so, but I think what we learned, we learned a few things. Um, and one of the things I learned is 25% of the IT uh, of IT employer employees rather are women, and only three percent are women of color, and that is industry wide. And so that is really those stats stuck with me. Um, I didn't have to read a document right now; I memorized those because I I uh, they were alarming to me that that you you know that women of color ha- are not um, able to participate in this digital economy that is providing safety and sustainability um, for, for so many others, especially in Silicon Valley. And so, um, you know, we talked a little bit about it, you know, as I mentioned to you, I, I kind of went off and kicked my can and went in my, co- in my corner and I was, I, I was in a woe is me mode after I found out we didn't get the grant. Uh, for a little bit, but I'm coming out of that and getting some new sites, line of sight on this. And so I'd love to get your take, you know, Mickey, um, you know, right now we're in a place where uh, we, we see there's this deficiency um, and yet there's not a lot of focus on the populations that we're serving. I mean, should we keep going? I'm asking you, Mickey. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the thing that one, there, it's a definite problem, right? And it's a diversity inclusion problem that has existed, and it starts from the bias of why. Why is that door? I mean, the bias happens when you're at the doorway. So we're not as women or women of color, I think the opportunity isn't um, available. It's very hard to find the opportunity. And so we have to look at the systemic issue of why that exists. And I know as a woman of color, Asian American, something that's been, it sounds like a crazy idea, but I, I felt, I feel that my face, what I look like is that starts very early on in my children. And mm-hmm. so I don't, and I feel like a lot of communities of color were judged based on what we look like and we aren't even given the chance to compete. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to be, that's a problem that needs to be addressed because the judgment is happening by whoever is in authority to make that decision. So it needs to be addressed. And the Wanto grant that we had applied for, that was looking at something where we were going back in time and looking at how do we feed this pipeline from middle school into high school and then as an adult. And the education and the awareness and the training would be available. However, you know, major disappointment for me in not, you know, in in that proposal not being accepted because everything that you think would be you know, we, you can't blame it on not not having the training, not having the education, because our proposal was 
was giving that opportunity to say, no, we're going to train women of color early on. So you can't discriminate against them from lack of training or awareness or exposure. And then connecting them to a pre-apprenticeship or apprenticeship opportunity, that just meant opening doors with partners that were open to it. So why it was rejected, I was very disappointed in that. Um, so yeah. I, I, I mean, I think this is a problem. And we look at grant funding, that's in another problem because that grant compared to maybe another grant was somewhat low. So, and, and then you've got politics that are involved. So I don't wanna go down that road, but you know, you've got a number of different factors that are um, influencing yeah. the opportunity and it creates another obstacle. And so that door becomes smaller, that the door opening becomes smaller and smaller. And I think these are issues that the future leaders and it's for all of us to identify where are some of those opportunities um, that need to be, or those barriers, and how do we address them now, and how do we shift and change those for the future? Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, it's like, you know, where are the deficits? Where are the gaps? I just keep coming back to, we've, we've got a data point. It's 3% of the people in the IT world are women of color, 3%. Okay, and they're probably the lowest paid of those in the IT world. I mean, I haven't even looked at that data, but the point is, you know, um, is it really, you, you said at the beginning, it goes back to our biases. If we don't feel like that's, you know, it's an issue, it's like, you know, that's your problem, not mine. Like, like, you know, I've got a product to make or I've got a job to get done, you know, like how do we move the needle? And so I, I want to come back and uh, I want to hear from Nathan. I want, you know, you're in this industry and, uh, you know, you're a man as well. And I just I want to like get your, you know, that perspective, like how do we make this um, matter? Right. To um, uh, people that may not be directly, you know, maybe they don't th this isn't their thing you know how do we make this matter so when we come back we're gonna uh hear from nathan a little bit more and thank you for listening to love never fails radio to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors this is dr miluna fausch I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Mickey, who is the founder of Mycology, and Nathan Chung, who is a leader. Uh, he's uh, spearheading diversity and inclusion initiatives, and he's also a cybersecurity uh, leader in, in the industry. And so I wanted to hear from you, Nathan, about this whole topic of, um, you know, the, the sort of the disparity of women in, um, in the tech world. Um, you know, is it, you know, I, I'm a realist. So, you know, I can talk all day about how it's horrible that people are being trafficked and it's horrible that people are being beaten and in domestic violence. It's horrible that women are um, vulnerable to all of these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can look at stats. I, actually, it's funny because I've been working with a guy 
uh, Pete, uh, who is just uh, a little genius as it relates to marketing messages. And he said to me today, he gave me a quote that I thought was really interesting. He said, you know, when you hear about one person's life and what they've been through, it's a tragedy, he said. But when you hear about millions of people's lives, it's a statistic. And that stuck with me. And like, it's almost like we, we're numb to the, you know, the concept because we just hear 3% and we go, ah, what, you know, 3%, well, that's their problem. How do we make this more um, relevant? And how do we get people to move and really care about these populations that we want to serve with Ignite Worldwide and with Love Never Fails and get them financially free? Tell, your yeah. perspective, what do we need to do? Well, for one of the biggest things I'm, I'm chapping now is uh, that men need, men need to step up at home and in the workplace. For example, uh, if a, a husband or, or a uh, husband or a father at home, if he steps up, a woman can then have the opportunity to pursue a STEM career. Mm. Or... Also, if men step up in the office and start to realize that women are not a threat, women are not a problem, they are treated equally and given equal opportunity to, to rise up, I think that will also help. But mm. right now, the, there's with the Me Too movement and the current political and racial tensions that's gripping the country, it is very difficult. Whole communities, whole families are being torn apart mm. by everything. Mm. It, it yes. probably take, it'll probably be many years for things to heal, but... I do believe that men need, really need to step up because yeah. after talking to so many women, women, the consensus is always the same. They, they get told what well, women need to do this, they need to do that. But realistically, I, I see it the other way. Number one, the men have to step up. And number two, the workplace, the workplace needs to change as well to make it more uh, friendly towards women. Things like providing a uh, childcare benefit and uh, leave, leave so that, uh, people can go home and take care of their ailing parents. All these things, which for some reason or another, businesses are mostly against it because of the course, the money factor. But these are all the things that need to happen in order for there to be true diversity inclusion. And yeah. some examples are can be found even in Europe where things like women's rights are enshrined in the laws in many countries in Europe. I think here in the US, we could take a lot of uh, hints and tips from them. And I would also so- look at this... I also like to uh, bring up two books that help to understand these issues. Like number one is a new book called Good Guys by David Smith and Brad Johnson that mm-hmm. go into detail about how their experience shows that men need to, they, they, they are also male advocates and they strongly believe in the same thing that I just discussed that men need to step up, especially at home. Another book is called The Fix by Michelle Penelope King, where she ran studies about the workplace that which explains that many of the solutions that people talk about don't work and her study sh- it, it provides a blueprint on how to fix the workplace wow it's so good and it's so simple that's what i love it's so good and it's so simple it's not this huge strategy it doesn't even take money right nathan yes. <laughs> be present in your own household and in your workplace and be an advocate an ally that notices when someone maybe needs, Hey, let me, let me show you how to do this. Yes. Let me show Let me take you aside and do a little workshop, a little mentoring bit with you. Um, I can't tell you, you know, um, I think about my early. So when I first came into tech support, I was working a graveyard shift for Wells Fargo mm-hmm. when they were launching their online banking product. And that's how I got my, my entrance into, uh, into the, the field. And I learned how to help people with their dial-up connection, which is kind of funny, um, in the middle of <laughs> oh, the night. And um, and then I moved into a tech job at Pac Bell. And there, my first manager, uh, I, I did really well, but my first manager um, had in mind to sexually harass me. He had made mm-hmm. up in his mind that I was wife material. And oh, he started to pursue me. Um, and I, you know, I was grateful that I had the, I had a little bit of experience under me. I, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of trauma, so I could have easily come victim to him, but I was able to say no. And I went on and, and got promotion after promotion. As a matter of fact, I became a senior leader 
in that same organization without his help. But he had kind of convinced me that I needed him to sponsor me in. And that's a sad, you know, when you talk about an ally, an ally doesn't take advantage of a, of a vulnerability of a woman to, to prey on her. An ally lifts her up without expecting anything in return. And, you know, and, and, and then I think to, you know, fast forward in my career, I was a sales leader at Cisco and I had a manager and I was nine months pregnant and they had issued this edict that all of the managers needed to get out and see a certain number of, of, of clients per week in person. And I could barely walk. I mean, I was waddling. I was bow legged. And he said, you got to get out and meet with at least five, uh, five, um, uh, people, uh, five customers every week. This is the new edict. And so I got out into my car, Nathan, and I drove to San Francisco and I parked in one of those parking lots where you, where you have very, only a little bit of room to open the door. And I couldn't get my belly out of the door. I was so big. So I had to climb out of my trunk, Nathan. And so I, I had on a dress and oh my, my dress was blowing up and I was nine months pregnant and I had to crawl out of my trunk get to my meeting on time, show up poised, crawl back into my trunk, up to oh my, my front God. seat. And, and that's the kind. You, you, so I, I tell these stories because I want people to understand, like, this is what I had to endure to go through my process of becoming a senior global sales leader at Cisco Systems. It is not an easy road. And when you come from trauma it's even, you know, that kind of thing will set you off into a PTSD tailspin really quick. And so to have you, Nathan, um, you know, there kind of seeing that, you know, saying, hey, do we think we should maybe make some adjustments for people who are carrying another human yeah, being yeah. inside of them? Yeah. You know, right? Oh, my goodness. Okay. We're going to take, <laughs> I've taken up all your time and I want to get your, I want to get your impressions on this crazy story I just, I just shared. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with you, Nathan. We're going to hear from you. And then I want to talk a little bit about, so what can we do? You know, this, this grant didn't pan out, but it's not over, Right. It's not over. It's not finished. And so what can we do together as we um, look to the future and and resolving and addressing this gap in our industry? So we're going to come back. And thanks so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we're in the studio today with Mickey and Nathan. We're talking about all things tech, all things apprenticeship, all things diversity and inclusion, specifically with the focus on women in our community and lifting them up. And I just told some pretty, you know, challenging stories, Nathan, and you had an immediate reaction. I just want to hear, I want the listening audience to hear what you, what you, you know, what, what do you think about that? Sure. Uh, so first, thanks, Vanessa. That was a very powerful story, but sadly, it's very common across IT. To give you an idea, I talked to at least three women over the past week. Where, like one of them, she's quitting a, a, her IT tech job because 
her employer will not support her and her desire to have a family or some other one where they just they just want to quit because they're tired of the being paid lower or lacking the attorney benefits or the fact that they can't have both a family or the or or their or their amazing careers like it's wrong for women to have to choose yeah it might it reminds me a bit uh of a movie uh, starring Julia Roberts, can't remember the name right now, but she she came to this one all girls university where one of the biggest lessons of that whole movie is women can have both, and I strongly believe that too. But the policies in the workplace and even the government, all that has to change. Policies need to change. Women need to be paid for what for equal pay for equal work, and most importantly. Women need to feel safe. The sexual harassment, the uh, men thinking of women as a like, sex object, all that has to stop. And yeah. it really does uh, start with men in positions of leadership leading the way and, mm. short, and, leading, and leading by example. Like when stuff happens, men need to step up and say, no, that is not right. He, mm-hmm. he can't treat a woman that horribly or because mm-hmm. of money or the status quo. Mm. Things need to change. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. And and at the same time, you know, being a realist, I say, I know that the tech companies in particular and, you know, just corporations are saying, well, what's in it for me? You know, it's like, okay, you know, here, this woman is, is pregnant. I've got to, I've got to pay her the same amount that I'm paying this guy who doesn't get pregnant. I'd rather have people. I'm just going to say the thing, the rudest things that people are thinking. I know they're thinking it. It's like, I'd rather have someone be available to work 60, 70 hours a week, not to be disturbed by taking care of kids, not to be, you know, disturbed by giving birth. You know, these these are uh, intrusions to my business, to my productivity. And and what do you say to that, Mickey? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? What's yeah. in it for them? I, the thing, I, I mean, we look at history and it's, we're all conditioned, and I don't know if it's the industrial age that kind of set this in motion, but we were trained as workers or employees. We're trained to focus, be proactive, do our job, perform. And so we're so linear in terms of what we're doing. And that's why um, the hope is that you see the world shifting. You see this new generation of the workforce that is looking at their job, but they're looking at their life and they're they're changing that direction of focus internal and as opposed to just external. So you see this new population that says, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not loyal to my company and and I'm not gonna succumb to these rules and I'm gonna be more entrepreneurial. So it's it's amazing because it's finally at this large enough number of leaders or employees that are thinking differently. And so I'm very hopeful about that. Um, And, but I think it's this movement towards, or this movement that needs to happen is that we embrace more of that compassion and empathy, Um, that we're not looking at someone who has a challenge as the weakest link. And we try Mm. to eliminate or remove that person. And we look at them as, an endangerment to our success. And that I think is an issue that exists because of policies and rules. It's shifting, um, but right, you know, the way that companies may be shifting is that they're providing more food and more like more benefits or they're doing these type of external things. Um, but things like, you know, like a ready program or like Janet, our friend Janet, who's offering a um, four four part sort of masterclass in mindfulness. This these are the things that we need to change that direction, shift the direction from what what do we need to do on the outside, but what do we need to sort of like emphasize or to cultivate or engage, you know, embrace is these emotions and feelings inside. So I wanted to bring up a um, in the film festival, the, the Silicon Valley Asian Pacific Film Festival, which is part of CAD, there was one film called Challenge. And um, it was one of the last films that I watched. And it's a documentary that is from a Japanese filmmaker 
But the one statistic that was so alarming for me is that one million people that were considered intellectually disabled were euthanized during in the 1940s. Oh and gosh. and so this meant disabled, whether you're elderly or neurodiverse or whatever, if you were different, you were basically taken and gassed in five different locations, four or five different locations. And that to me is, I mean, well, to everyone, it's a crime. And Long so way. if we are, and this happened within the last century, right? So um, if, if that can exist in, and people can be, sort of trained to or or conditioned to look the other way when that atrocity is happening, then that is something that we need to address, right? That we can't yeah. turn the other way and we need to be able to speak up and we need to have the liberty to do that um, in the workforce or amongst our friends. And, and as we need to stop the bullying or the isolation or the um, segregation, you know, in our mm. immediate yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny. Um, I was listening uh, to someone yesterday and they were talking about really what I hear you saying, Mickey, is there has to be a change in our hearts. There yeah. has to be a deeper change in our culture um, to make us realize the value of another, no matter what their their race, their gender, their sexual orientation, their uh, their their social economic status. It just should. It does not matter um, we, we, we need to want everybody to have dignity, safety, um, you know, and to be edified, to be, to feel that they're, they have value, that they matter. And, you know, and, and so I, I think, you know, you're really kind of pointing out that we're not going to fix this by through some numerical thing or through some statistical thing or through some business case, right? That that's a typical response to what's in it for me. Well, the bottom line is I'm going to bring you back. You know, your ROI is going to be two to one or you're, you know, you're going to see uh, this much of a financial benefit if you invest in these kind of individuals because they happen to know this about that, you know, more exactly. than the other I mean, people. It's the innovation is in human capital. It is not in technology. The technology will continue to innovate because people are very creative and they're very entrepreneur to, entrepreneurial. And so people will always do new and they will always be creating because it's mm-hmm. in our just natural DNA to do that, right? I mean, not DNA, but it's in our natural just inclination to do that is to innovate. Yeah. Yeah. But the innovation needs to happen in... The direction in the human capital. We need to yes. be able to like, like, finally put it on stage so that it can be addressed. Nathan, yeah, you had a point. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. This this all brings up something that's very, I say, very uh, troubling for me is that the, the the numbers are out because of the COVID nineteen pandemic and the and the bad economy that came with it. Roughly 3.5 million women are out of the workforce this year. About mm. one, just September, September alone, that's almost 1 million women are out of the workforce. That's, that's a total disaster for gender, gender equality throughout the yes. U.S. It's a huge amount yeah. of women. Yes. And, 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 and here's the thing. When those, and we, we got to just understand this. When you hear that, you got to understand that's a whole household whose exactly. children aren't being provided for that have been made uh, vulnerable by a display, like housing displacement uh, that by um, needing to move different people in your home. So you can, you can uh, keep, keep your home and now you're subjecting your children to other people and strangers. And now you're going out and you're doing certain jobs. You know, I know people that are out there driving Lyft and Uber and just leaving their kids at home, young kids, because I got to do it. I got, I, I, how am I going to feed them? So now I'm, I've left a, a, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old at home. Um, you know, I hope, I hope you make it. I hope you don't burn down the house. I hope you, you know, you feel loved and edified while I'm out driving Uber or Lyft. It, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's not a winning game here. It's a losing game. And again, it goes back to our hearts. Do we care? Do we care? It's not about a business, uh, uh, you know, business model or a return on investment. It's a human ROI, right? You said you said human capital. 
All right. Well, I'm so glad we're in this together. Um, you know, if nothing more, we can just keep on going through and kind of uh, breaking the waves together until uh, we fall upon someone uh, that is able to um, really bring the the platform right or, or agree with us and bring the finances and the support that we need to actually bring this these innovative ideas to flourishing so uh, thank you guys both for being on we're going to come back um, we're going to hear about some events that are going on and I want to give a shout out to some of our donors that have been supporting us uh, as we've gone um, and, and and went ahead of any grants just stepped out and started educating the community um, you know for career in IT. And so we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are just so grateful. I just want to give uh, thanks once again to you, Mickey and Nathan, for being on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, for all that you've done. And again, I look forward to continuing our partnership and shout out to Ignite Worldwide and all of the people, once again, that gave us letters of support. We can't thank you enough. And we're coming back again. So be ready. (laughs) Uh, um, I want to also thank some very important people that have been giving to this organization um, over the last couple of some of these folks have been giving for years. And so I'm going to actually rattle off their names. It's going to be a lot of names, but I think it's important for them to hear their names and to know how much I appreciate you uh, for um, holding us down. I call it holding me down over the last couple of years, months, days, um, so that I could do this, uh, you know, Love Never Fails could do this work, could reach out to people, could provide free IT classes, free cybersecurity, um, free digital literacy, free Google IT classes to community members, housing for 139 women and children, educating students in the schools. Just recently, we went to Fremont Christian. We educated 250 students um, in a couple of hours. And it's because of your uh, your support of the work that we're doing. And so Marilyn Cross, Tanya Robinson, Deborah Rios, um, Herng Zong, um, Lisa Dallin, Mike Pine, Christina Nunes, Brittany Price, Dominic Stevenson, Lou Catton, Carrie Gonzalez, Alana Turner, Victoria Sowell, LaTanya Robinson, Pamela Baker, Diane DeMarco, Molly Smith Olson, Gerald Lennon, Noah Gutierrez, Cheryl Shipley, Teresa Parrish, Marilyn Becker, Sabrina Wesley, Mike, Mike, Mick Burke, uh, Rose Perry, um, uh, Lenora Castillo, Wendy Harmon, uh, Cassandra Watts, Sheena Shastri, Catherine Dang, Maluna Fausch, Dr. Maluna Fausch, Peter Ramos, Janice Young, Joanne Hall, Michael Dan, Michelle Daniel, Omashula Odowu, Aja Adumbo, Amir Williams, 
oh my gosh, this is this is overwhelming. I'm so grateful to you guys. Konike, uh, Shazrez Lowe, uh, De- uh, Deborah Finnegan, Gina Gibbs, Arias Martinez, um, Sa- uh, Samantha Coop Ryder, uh, Sarah Morenci, Heather Reynuso, Shauna McDonald, Anna Davda, Casey Madden, Jessica Pence, Ryan Green, and Anton DeMinos. My goodness, I'm sorry, it's a lot of folks, but I got to say every single name because you guys have, um, you know, donated to us in the last uh, month to two months, and then some of you have been um, donating um, as part of our uh, restoration education and uh, protection membership campaign, and some of you have been our Be One of the Million partners. You guys Guys, I, I, I can't thank you enough, and I hope that um, you feel that the uh, funding that you've provided to us has been going to good use, and we just we just are so grateful to you. So thank you for that. If you'd like to become a member, you can do so by coming going to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate, and there there's a recurring option or a one-time option you can give to what the work that we're doing. We also would love your volunteer time. Uh, we also uh, appreciate your donations to our community store in Hayward and um, and uh, our toilet, the toiletry donations that some of you have been making when we've gone out to hotels. We now have we have adopted two hotels in Hayward, one in Oakland, one in uh, in Annie, uh, one in Pittsburgh, soon to be one in Antioch and one in San Francisco. Can you believe that? And these are all wow. hotels where people are sold into human trafficking. We're bringing we're bringing toiletries and we're bringing food and we're bringing coloring books. You know, I just learned how to color in a coloring book, an adult coloring book the other day. And it was so therapeutic. Things like that are so meaningful, guys. Thank you so much for allowing us to do this work and to be present and to be a, 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 a pillar of hope for people that are, are suffering in our communities. And so uh, I just want to thank you so much. I also want to remind you, we have our Fight for Love class coming up on November 8th. Please sign up for that if you are a survivor of abuse, domestic violence, or human trafficking. It's a 20-week restorative class. I want to invite you to sign up. Uh, it's $60. It's a 20-week class, and you will not regret it. It comes with the book and everything. Um, all right. Well, we're going to sign off for now. Again, I thank you guys so much for your support. And if you haven't heard it before or if you need to know it again and hear it again, I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.